Hi, I'm Hannah. And I'm Molly. We're best friends from Los Angeles, California, and we're the co-founders of Must Love. Love. And this is our podcast. Were you nervous about starting a business with me, your best friend? (laughs) My best friend. Um, No. I mean, instinctively, no, because there are very few people in the world that I trust just implicitly, no Mm -hmm. matter what, and you are one of them. Mm -hmm. So I knew that it would be okay. (laughs) But of course, you know, both of us have family members and friends who have started businesses with family members or friends, and it doesn't always go great it usually doesn't I think it ends terribly usually yeah usually lawsuits oh (laughs) (laughs) from personal experience so and deep family trauma yeah (laughs) so I would say I was cautiously optimistic but given that um I've also I think both of us have seen friends who have had to dissolve business partnerships and friendships. Yes, more recently. And so I think we took a lot of those experiences as part of uh, the prep of how we wanted to go into this business together. Yeah. And I mean, of course, I'm not naive. I knew that 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 could be a risk and that there are people that we think are great and are super smart and have made But you would business. never go into business with them. Yes. Like and I would never start a business with my, my husband. husband. <laughs> <laughs> Love them. <laughs> but that is a recipe for fighting. <laughs> yeah. So Exactly. And um so So how did we prep for that? I think that you know, one was being able to take the leap. But Mm -hmm. then the second thing was, you know, leaping with your eyes open, Mm -hmm. I guess. And um, what we did was a a friendship business version of premarital counseling. I think that's the best analogy is really it was like premarital counseling, but it was self-guided. Did you do premarital counseling before you got married? No. Oh, I did. So I had already. And was that around the same time? That we started the business, business? when you got yeah. married? Oh, we, oh, I had, yeah, it was yeah. right after I'd gotten married. So maybe I was already in the mindset, mindset yeah. and I had gone through premarital counseling just before. So we did our pre-business counseling, but self-guided, <laughs> I would yeah. say. But this was actually advice I got from a friend who started a business with someone and it actually dissolved. And so when he was choosing a different partner, he, I had been talking not about our business but I had just been asking him about his experience and he gave the advice of like really spending the time of like a retreat or something to ask all these different questions about um like from A to Z so I'll pull up a list but I have a, I actually have a list but um, what do you remember from that weekend? Well, the one thing that I knew that I wanted to talk about was something that my cousin had warned me about. Um, I, I don't think he had a co-founder, but he worked with a lot of his friends at his startup. And um, 
he told me that something I should make sure to talk to you about is what is the end game? And when you reach certain milestones, like what what is your walk away point? Like what is because, you know, at a certain point, it's too much risk mm-hmm. and all those things to make sure that you your risk tolerance is aligned. Yeah, talk about all those things mm-hmm. like the bad way it could end mm-hmm. and as well as like the super successful way mm-hmm. it could end. Um, and because so, when you go into it, you're uh, it's the same nature. Way, well, and also it's like the same way as a marriage. You don't want to go into a marriage or a business relationship thinking that you would f- it would fail, <laughs> but you want to think about all different scenarios and how you would problem solve out of them. Yeah. And like actually think about conflict before they um, come up. Yes. And so I actually have a list. What's the list? So, so these are the main topics that I recall. One is how do you problem solve approach conflict resolution? And so I think we were, it's more not specifically how functionally we would come come to a decision, but like philosophically, how do we work through problems mm-hmm. and just explaining it. So I'm aware of how you kind of work through an issue and vice versa. I think a lot of these also, it's like we've known each other for a really long yeah. time. So you just know I know what how your mind works, but it's good to get it out there yeah, anyway. Like just to make a point to talk about it, even if, you know, just now before we started recording, we were talking about this warehousing issue and, you know, I explained what the situation was and your response back to me was exactly the same decision I had come up with. Right. So it's just... For most things, we're pretty much aligned, but yeah. it's good to know like your, the way that you problem solve through things. But yes. A lot of it was just reiterating what we knew about each other. Saying, You're great. Yeah. I'm great. We're so great. <laughs> Another one was, um, to your point, short, medium, long-term goals of the business. And I think specifically for this point, it's like, obviously, you plan for one scenario, but it's not going to come out that way. But ideally, what does your next five years look like? What does short term look like? What does success, what would success look like for you? And um, like, you know, because if we weren't aligned on that, I think that would be something we would have to talk about right off the bat of what how we wanted to um, grow the business and what we wanted our dream and vision for it would be. Yeah, because there are many ways to run a food business, right? Like it could be a completely side hobby lifestyle business. It can be completely bootstrapped and sweating it out in the kitchen. Or you could go out and raise lots of money right from the beginning, but dilute yourself a lot, but have a lot of capital to deploy. So like, you know, there's just lots of ways you could run a business Mm -hmm. and making sure you're aligned strategically Mm -hmm. is, I think, super important when you have a co-founder. Uh, another one was just generally our split of functions, and that's more of a tactical point. And I think just given our backgrounds, we kind of knew where things would settle. But I think we just wanted to talk talk it out, especially because at the beginning it was just us two. And there um, was really no split in the very beginning because <laughs> yeah. literally it's just from, all hands on deck. Yeah, like from being the janitor to delivering the cases, it was just yeah. the two of us. And, and honestly, like 90% of our job was making ice, ice cream. cream maker. So <laughs> we have to find but, some, some pictures. Yeah. We were like really struggling, like physically, like it was just so physically tiring. I don't think we took that many in retrospect, I regret that. We should yeah. have taken more photos. Yeah. We did not. Well, I have a bunch of you where you're not facing me because I had to take them like secretly or you would like purposely not look at me because we were always wearing hairnets. But. 
Um, Any other questions in your list? Uh, another one was, um, I think you touched on it, but approach to fundraising, uh, you know, what type of partners we would want to bring on board. And I think at the start, especially because our goal was to find, you know, get to an MVP right away. We were aligned that we wanted to bootstrap mm -hmm. initially to really test the market and understand before we took on any significant fundraising. And so I think we were aligned on that, um, but knew eventually that that would be something that we would probably have to go down the path of. Yeah. So, um, I mean, this this was a short list, but we basically took a weekend and I remember you came over and we yeah, were not a retreat cooking. no <laughs> well a staycation um and we like had a list of questions and we were just chatting while we were making ice cream like recipe testing no i think we were I gonna have we were dinner because oh, i think okay. our husbands were in the living room okay so well we did that over a weekend and i think also just for me and hannah like our relationship a big thing that we were very aligned on and obviously still are aligned on is that the seeing worst case scenarios in our lives that we would never want that it to come to that basically it's mm -hmm. like Hannah always says if the business was a success but we ended up on the other side as not friends it would be a failure to us yeah and so I always get a little emotional. I know I just started crying <laughs> yeah. oh my god I was gonna just I was gonna say that and then you started saying it and I was like oh, she knows me so well well yeah I mean because ultimately I think we are hoping that and it, it has been proved to be true I can see the tears <laughs> glistening in your eyes and it's making me cry more <laughs> the, and I mean, within the first year of us starting the business, our relationship or I mean, everything kind of was tested with all these things that came up, you know, in our personal lives and we had each other's backs. And so um, <laughs> I feel very emotional I today. <laughs> Why? <laughs> coming up, coming off a long weekend, yeah, I guess. It's just a lot of uh, feelings. Sorry, I, only, I only have one napkin here. <laughs> but um, for... Also, I think, and it has happened where we will pause, like, and just check in on each other because ultimately we want to make sure that our friendship is healthy as well as the business is. Yeah. By the time this podcast is airing, you know, our our Instagram would be more, this is kind of embarrassing, but our Instagram, it's not embarrassing. I'm just doing my due diligence, but we made like a public Instagram profile, which I am working this on my in nightmare stealth right also. now. I know it's Molly's nightmare, but it took us a year to like get on board with like, we're going to have a podcast. We're going to have a public Instagram. Like we're going to be creators and all this stuff and make content. But anyway, I've been doing a lot of research on it. And one of the like kind of homework assignments I had was to think about what are our values. And I, thought really hard about it just from my point of view because I know that this is something that's going to be more under my responsibility maintaining this account but <laughs> sorry <laughs> I mean it's one of those unspoken things I understand but uh so I was thinking about it and you know like I can't remember everything I wrote down but the one thing that I wrote down really quickly is um like uh 
like our friendship mm-hmm. and and loyalty and like feeling really committed to our friendship mm-hmm. like that's like something i want us to be able to communicate and mm-hmm. that's like a really hard concept and feeling to put into words or mm-hmm. easily package articulate but, yeah in, clearly yeah. i'm not doing a great job right now <laughs> but um I, but it was but the way that they got to those those like values was like like think about a time that was really hard in your life and what got you through it <laughs> oh my god how ridiculous i'll try to edit some of this out <laughs> although my skills are pretty rudimentary um and i was just thinking about you know that tough time we had and it's like yeah of course it was really hard it was obvious it was like a very hard time for you but it was hard for me too mm-hmm. and but what got me through it was thinking about our friendship mm-hmm. and you know <laughs> making it through the other end <laughs> and like i would never I wouldn't have gotten through that time. What's wrong with us today? <laughs> we might have to re- <laughs> redo this one. No, I think it's good. It's just there was so much crying. <laughs> I tried really hard not to sniff into the I mic, know, but I it's know. really hard. Um, I used this half. I use the other half. Um, yeah, but, you know, like physically, it was a very demanding time for me. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into all the things that happened in 2018 down the line. But, um, you know, basically, Molly had to step away from the business and I was running the kitchen and like trying to figure out co-packing mostly by myself. But then um, and that's when we like hired a bunch of manufacturing staff as well as Grace, who is still on our team. But it was like physically very tiring and demanding. And so um there, there were times where I was like, oh, my God, I kind of want to quit. Mm-hmm. But I knew that no matter how hard things were for me, things were really hard for you, too. Yeah. And so um, that helped me get through it. It's like, I need to be there for our friendship. Like, we need to make it through the end. Like, both of us are having a hard time yeah. and we need to get through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we did. we did. We did. We came out the other end. Yeah. Crying. Yeah. But we did it. <laughs> Tears of joy, and, yeah. honestly. Um, but that was how we decided to start the business together. And it is something that I feel like can be the greatest asset if you have the right partner, but it also can be very challenging if you don't have the right co-founder. So I, 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 I mean, I've met solo founders that ask me, you know, would you recommend getting, having a co-founder? I said, it's hands down the key of why we've I think been successful thus far but choose carefully choose very carefully it's probably the biggest decision you'll make in starting your business yeah which also lends into a topic that I did want to talk about I don't know if we can talk about today but about um, hiring because Mm -hmm. you know when you choose a co-founder and if you're really bootstrapped you're a team of two Mm -hmm. and then every incremental person you add like your third person, your fourth person, it makes a huge impact on on your team. Yeah. So we should definitely talk about that too one day. Yeah. We're in the midst of it right now, so it's a good Yeah, that's why I was thinking through. about it. Yeah. yeah. Adding team number team member number 5.5, yeah. I think. <laughs> um anything else on this topic? <laughs> through my snot and tears. Uh snot and tears. Um you cry a lot more elegantly than I do. No. <laughs> I'm like, like, wipe my well, nose. Like, well, I felt them falling down and then you started and then they came with more urgency. 
<laughs> that's the thing too if one of us starts crying, crying the other person just immediately starts crying yeah. it's um with very little context <laughs> yes. well i mean this had lots of context but even with very little context the tiniest of cues like I, I think i mean you just saw my eye get shiny and you're like oh no yeah. <laughs> it's happening like uh side story when um molly and i both worked for a larger cpg company we had like a like an annual training and um i don't know why i was so it was also my birthday that day but um i got really emotional and i started getting weepy and then molly who had been working there for all of less than a week at that point yeah, just started brand new just start crying because i was crying she had no idea why i was crying and i don't think anyone knew why you're crying yeah it was, it was just, just emotional it was time. just like a crazy time it was like a lot of heightened emotions and then they brought out a birthday cake for me and everyone saying happy birthday to me and i just started crying it was super embarrassing but yeah but i remember as soon as i started crying you started crying yeah <laughs> So while filming Shark Tank, we thought we'd have the opportunity to tell all these stories about, you know, our early days and how we started our business, but we actually didn't get to tell everything that we thought we'd be able to. So we wanted to save some of those stories for the podcast. I think we should talk about the ice cream party we had. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So when, once we had kind of a lineup of all the different flavors that we were exploring, which was like 15 different <laughs> yeah, flavors. Yeah, I'm laughing when you say all the different flavors because well, cause, we'll get to it, yeah, but your but, dad's feedback. <laughs> we invited close family and friends for an ice cream party for them to taste it, give us feedback. Uh, we made this very scientific survey. So after the party, we were reading through the feedback and everyone was trying to be very thoughtful. We have so many friends in food, so they were very great with the feedback mm -hmm. and were giving us taste notes, texture notes, color notes, everything that you would want from kind of a uh, concept test. And then we see the survey from my dad and <laughs> there, nothing's filled out except he had just written, all things taste the same. <laughs> But that was the most really helpful feedback. feedback. That was the most helpful because then we were like, ah, all these minute differentiations we were making did not matter. They all tasted like the same. Peanut versus almond butter versus coffee. It's like they all tasted like bananas. Yeah. So I think that informed pretty early on a lot of flavor development that we had to go kind of bold and figure out what really could differentiate itself with banana yeah because we at, at that ice cream party we had plain banana with chocolate chips and then we had plain banana chocolate like mixed in together and if those two things tasted all, the same, all taste the same so then we were like we should combine these so it's extra chocolatey so it tastes like chocolate which is what we did and yeah. that's still one of our best sellers choco choco chip i will say though after my dad being a smoker for like 50 years his taste buds were pretty dead so i wouldn't say it was completely our ice cream's fault fair fair but that is one of my favorite stories about your dad yeah. it was so funny um and not all of our guests at that party knew it was our ice cream or what we were doing because remember Kyle <laughs> yeah. Kyle shout out to Kyle um was one of our um old co uh, co-workers um at our food company like the big food company we used to work for and he literally thought it was an ice cream party so he showed up with beer <laughs> to make floats which was so sweet but that is not what the party I mean we drank them but that was not what the party, party was, was for <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you want to keep up to date on all our shenanigans, subscribe and review wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Must Love Co.
Thank, Thank you. you.